So welcome to the D Word Podcast. Today we're talking to a musician and a friend, Lloyd Taylor. Welcome. Hey, what's up, Dion? How you doing, bro? Good and you. I am fantastic, man. I'm glad to be chatting to you, man. Yeah, I'm you know, there's so many, there's so many things I want to talk to you about today on, on the podcast. I think the first thing is let's just ask the question: How are you managing during this lockdown? <laughs> Uh, let, let's just say I'm not managing. <laughs> I can see you and your family are managing perfectly fine on Instagram. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we, 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 um, uh, I think there's a lot of things that I want to share regarding lockdown. Um, it's been good and bad. Yes. You know, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of positives. Um, and also it's been a lot of negatives as well, but, uh, there's definitely more positive that has come out of it. Um, I think it's 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 realigning me to um, a lot of important values that I sort of neglected over the last few um, years. Um, most of them being more uh, focused towards family, you know, just mm. more family time. I've been incredibly busy, just kind of like I mean, I make time for family. We go away on holidays and that kind of things. But right now, I'm really focusing on that. I'm I'm being very um, uh, you know, what's the word? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, whatever time I do have, family is becoming the primary focus of that, you know. Mm. Um, I'm being more deliberate. You know, I think that's the word that best describes about having to influence my family in a positive way, being there for my wife, being there uh, for my kids, um, you know, just spending quality time. I think from from that perspective, it has been very, very positive. Um, yeah. You know, we have um, now we sit down together every six o'clock. We have dinner time together, something that we always spoke about having to do. But we're just always so busy and we never kind of find the, the time to sort of do it together. Yeah. And it's been it's been one of the the most simplest things that have added so much of val- value to my family. You know, um, we, we talk to each other. We talk about, hey, so what's positive what, what can you what can you share you know i you know mm. i'll speak to my little kids and i'll give them something inspirational even if it's just like maybe a, a, a quick two minute scripture we do that during the time when we're having dinner together and we share about what what can you take out of today what have you learned today i feel mm. like every single day there's always something that you need to be deliberate about having to say you need to be conscious about hey what whatever taken out from this day what is it that i can say i've learned something new today and i can share it with my friends my fans my my family whatever mm. you know um obviously on the negative side it has been very bad from a um from a business p- perspective um it has influenced me you know like really really tough you know it's been uh there's no there's no there's no gigs you know there's no events mm. and uh, so one has to sort of look at things differently and sort of try to come up with new ways of having to sort of create income and that has been the most challenging aspect of this lockdown, to be honest. Um, I cannot wait for, for it to be over. I feel like, um, I, I, look, I am one of the, the fortunate ones in a sense that I do have my hands on a few various projects that sort of keep me going. But um, music being my number one form of income has sort of taken a back wheel. And, and that's also kind of put me in a position where I'm asking myself about what my future looks like as a musician, as a singer, uh, uh, you know, where do where, where will Lloyd be five years from now, mm. and what legacy do I leave behind? Uh, what can I influence? What can I do to influence people positively in the season? What can I do to still remain relevant? You know, 
So those are a whole bunch of questions that I'm asking myself. So from a negative perspective, you know, it's impacting <laughs> my business. But from a positive wise, yeah. I'm learning more about myself. I'm learning more about my family. I'm learning more about people as well. And I'm learning more about hygiene and about being, um, you know, just being careful about taking care of yourself and those kind of stuff. I think we're all in the same boat at the moment. Uh, but it's things that we, we took for granted. We've, we always need to be looking Like after. shaking someone's hand. We took that for granted. Yeah, shaking someone's hand. No, we can't even do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and washing your hands as well, sanitizing. Um, yeah. You know, there was there was a project that I was once involved with. Uh, I don't know if I can mention Domestos, but uh, no, I, I was once right. involved with them for for like almost two years, and we went around KZN, and we were looking at schools and seeing if there has been a, a, a progression and improvement from, especially like the school that I went to back then in Guamashi, and. Mm. 15 years later, I mean, is the school, has has the school improved? And we found that one of the areas in which the school hasn't improved at all is the area of sanitization. The the school toilets are still in a terrible state. No toilet papers. The kids are using newspapers. Mm. Some of them have to bring their own newspaper to to, to the class and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's it's just really, really bad. And I think in this season, I, I really hope that the government is really starting to put better measures now to make sure that, um, those government schools are in a better condition because if they're not sanitized properly, that's going to add to um, you, you know the widespread of the COVID. So um, <laughs> yeah, you know it, when, when you when you said when you said about the widespread COVID, you are in the middle of it because Gauteng now is the epicenter yeah. of it all. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. We're sitting at I mean like I mean yeah, it's, it's seven eight thousand a day, and the yeah. numbers are uh, uh, apparently we are about to hit peak. We haven't hit our peak yet. So. I know uh, the graves are sorted out, though. That's all I know. Yeah. The grave sites. <laughs> yeah. A million grave sites. I don't even wonder a million. I was like, what are they going to transport everybody from everywhere to Joburg? I, I don't know. I saw that. I saw that today. I was actually. like, yeah. But, uh, Lloyd, before, before I forget, there's, there's something you mentioned there that I think that I was going to ask you later on. But yeah. uh, since you mentioned it now, I think I should, it's, it's imperative that I ask you. Um, you were born in Durban. You were raised here. You said yeah. you, your school was in Kwamashu. Um, obviously, you are visiting the school to know what's going on there or, or yeah. you keep in contact. What has you visiting your old neighborhood done for you as a person? Bro, um, it, it humbles me. Um, mm. I grew up in Kwamashu and then we moved into Phoenix. And then we got into Belito for about six months straight after Idols and then now I'm here in Johannesburg. And mm. um, back to the project that I mentioned to you about, uh, it really, really opened my eyes and it humbled me, um, mm. you know, to go back to, to Guamashi, to go back into Phoenix and to see where I come from and where I am. Um, and I think, like, I know a lot of the times people have heard people say this a lot, like, where never forget where you come from. Yeah. But it actually hit me. It, it was a reality of, like, this is why people say this, is because when you actually go back and you look at all of that, you remind yourself of how you lived, how you grew up, what you ate, how, you know, all of that just mm. comes back and it hits you. And then it, it, it brings you to a point of being grateful for, grateful to God and grateful to life yeah. for, for all that, that has come, despite the challenges, despite the, the circumstances that could have taken you in different directions. Mm. Um, but here you are now and you've come out of this community and you've made something You've, you, you've allowed your dreams to become alive. And you never thought when you were back then that actually 
your dreams could become alive, you know? <laughs> and, and that's what it does for me. I think it's one of the things, it's one of my driving factors, Dion. It's one of the mm. things that every single, every single time that I feel like I'm down, I remind myself, I look around, I take a moment to take a deep breath and be like, Lord, thank you. Mm. I, like, you know, I, I've come this far. And with this, I want to I wanna be able to impact other people. I want to be able to share this, 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 this humbling experience and, 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 and be a sort of, uh, a, a sort of a light or a sense of hope and an inspiration for people mm. who are still in that background, still living in those conditions, influenced by the things that they were influenced with. I mean, I was influenced by drugs at an early age. Um, I got kicked out of school for about two weeks and then I, I, I came back and I had to apologize to the principal and the governing body when I, when I just started high school. Can you imagine? Sure. And, uh, my, my, my life went through a whole bunch of stuff. Then I joined a whole bunch of gangsters and people. You from, a gangster? Uh, from, uh, <laughs> I'm not the type, but I was. <laughs> um, dude, I was a bully. I was a bully. I was such yeah. a bully in school. Um, I did karate as well, so I was a fighter. Um, so, um, <laughs> I, 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 but, but all of that, like later on, I realized that one of the biggest things that I always wanted to, uh, to experience in life was a sense of acceptance. And mm. I grew up without my father, even though my father was alive, um, mm. he sort of disowned me, um, for lack of a better word, you know, and we never had a relationship. And I always wanted to kind of have a sense of acceptance and feel like, Hey, you, we love you, you know, a sense of family. My mom was still yeah. 18 years old. She, she literally, she was just about to finish school, but then she had to drop out of school because she was pregnant with me. And then she had to go back to school. And then my granny had to raise me up. So until I was maybe 13, 14 years old, then my mom came into the picture. So yeah. I, I really had a, a really tough background, a, a upbringing. And, and all of those things that I experienced, I thought that I was going to probably die. Uh, mm. when I was about maybe 15 years old or 14. I thought I would lose my life because I was just going down and down and down and down. But I had this passion and this love for music and somehow that has been one of the my anchors. You know, uh, I love singing and, I, and, and I, I remember when there was a point in my life when I actually got saved, where I, I decided I wanted to change and be someone different. How old um, were you when that happened, by the way? Uh, I, was, I was 17. Eh? I was 17 okay. when that happened. And um, that that changed my life completely. I I, I became I became a different person. I, I, I literally turned around. I, I I said no to all my friends. I said no to all my drug abuse and all my alcohol addictions and all my going to clubs and nightmares. Uh, matinees. Back then, going to matinees was a big thing. You know, it's like a club open during the day, which you don't find that nowadays. But <laughs> For me, it was a big, it was a big deal, you know. Yeah. And um, I, I canceled all of that. I mean, uh, and 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 I focused on trying to become someone and being somebody that can help other people. And uh, you know what you said there is so important because you said that you sp you touched on your childhood and how your dad was not there, and now you have a chance to change that legacy for your children, exactly with your kids. Uh, what yeah. have you done differently with with your kids? And now you're being a dad. It's a different it's a different game compared to what it was when you were a kid. What are you sure. trying to do that's different? Um, oh, Dion, that's a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there. No, no, no. I, I, I love this question because I've, I've I've been asked this question before, and this this is actually one of the reasons why I, I wrote a book called the The Dream of an Idol, 
And I remember being uh, criticized by the fact that why will I write a book when I'm still so young? And this was just after Idols. And um, and one of the number one reasons why I wrote that book was because I came from a generation and from um, I realized as well, there's a lot of black kids who are just like myself. There's no fathers around. Um, we raised by our grandparents and we get up to mischief. We want acceptance. We want to feel important. Um, and uh, we, we get addicted to stuff at an early age. And, and then it's like a ripple effect. And then we end up making kids. We don't look after those kids because we don't know how to be a father because we never had a father around. Mm. And I wanted to sort of send a message to them that, hey, even though I had a bad background and a bad experience about my father and I had this longing to sort of be in the park and play, the so- play soccer like all these kids that I see on TV and all the other kids, very few kids in my community who had uh, role models of a father and a mother, that kind of thing. I never had all of that. I came from a broken home. But that negativity and that pain that I felt, I said to myself, I never want to see my children experience that. I never want to see my kids grow up without having a father figure because that pain was too much. And I want mm. to become the father I wish I had. Mm. You know, I That's want to good. become a, yeah. that father that I wish I had. Somebody who mm. was there for me for my birthday, who was there when I went to my first day at school. Uh, someone who was there when I, I met this girl for the first time and I needed to <laughs> speak to somebody and I had all these emotions. I never had all of that. You know, mm. so you sort of figure things out through on your own and you keep falling, you keep failing, you keep being a mess up and you become a, you know, and it's like a, a ripple effect in the generation of being uh, young black kids. And I wanted to write and send a message and I wanted my kids to one day grow up and be able to say, hey, this book is something that my father left for us. And it talks about his background and look at what he's become and look at the father that he's become. And this is this is the people that this these are the kind of people we should be following, um, mm. you know. So that that that's that was really tough for me, Dion. I, I, I mean, my father lived literally five doors away from where I lived, but we still never had a relationship um, at all. You know, and I, I can I can honestly say I was one of those kids who was a mistake. My mom and dad were messing around and boom, hey, <laughs> there's something in the oven and uh, mm. let's call it. But obviously it. now it's now it's a different story. Now, now yeah. You're and and, and, and though I, though, yeah, even though I feel, though, that I was a mistake back then and I felt like that for many years, I never really understood that there was a bigger picture. There was a, a God mm. in this universe who created everything. And nothing is by a mistake and nothing is by a chance. He understands why those things happen. Even though mm. to my parents' eyes, I might have been a mistake, but in his eyes, eyes, he destined me, he created me before the foundations of the earth. Yeah. And he knew the number of, of hairs that I would have, the, what the tattoos I would have, and all the things mm. that the personalities that I have and so forth, and my love and passion for music. He put all of that in me. So I was never a mistake. So until sure. I had that revelation and an understanding of all of that, then for the first time, my eyes were open and I started treating people differently. I started living differently and I started having a future and, mm. um, and, and wanted to create this legacy, you know, and, sure. and there I am now, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you know, uh, you, you shared something that obviously some people may not understand is that you can forget where you came from. Some people do forget where they came from. Let's be honest yeah. here. Some people who get the, the fame, get the stardom, uh, they forget that they, 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 yeah, they forget, oh, I came from there. Um, yeah. I actually saw, this is so weird though, I actually saw 
my primary school English teacher and my high school English teacher at wow. a function that I was emceeing. This is weird. I'm emceeing a function. And what are the chances of your primary school and your high school English teacher being at the same place at the same time? Wow. I, I was like, wow, thank you for, for believing in me that I could, you know, be somebody. I mean, when I was a kid, I never thought that, you know, being in radio would involve speaking good English, speaking all these things. But I was grateful that when I met them, I said, hey, thank you for investing yeah. your energy in me, even though I was too little to understand. Yeah. But now I'm, I'm saying I'm grateful for that because those small things added something along the way. So yeah. I understand what you say. You never forget those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I, I can I, cut you off there for a second. Yeah. I, I met. Um, so just recently, uh, about two, three weeks ago, uh, I got a message from my uh, technical drawing and maths teacher. <laughs> on and, and we've been chatting. And, uh, and, and I took the time to also thank him as well. I said, you know what? And I, I, I was so mean to you in school. I was a bully. And you, you were a bully you were, to a teacher? No, well, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I was one of those kids who never uh, paid attention in class. Yes, you yes. know, I was a bully. I was walking around and, you know, just thought I, I, I was all that. You know, I just wanted to be one of the cool kids. You know, that's what I was going through. And in classroom, I never paid attention when he used to speak to me, but he always just kind of like always took the time to share something something positive always helped mm. me always patient with me always understanding and and i said you know what i want you to take the time to say thank you for those for those times that you actually invested in me and yeah. and and for being a teacher and i feel like a lot of teachers are not appreciated for for the things that they do because they literally become our moms and dad when yeah. uh, or, or, you know and and i thanked him like just exactly like how you went through that experience i went through that and, mm. uh, and and that is a humbling thing as well. You know, um, when you're back at school, you just want to get out of school. You hate school. Mm. You hate doing your homework. But all yeah. of that actually adds up and it helps you along the line later yes. on in life. Even though in that moment, it doesn't make any sense. Why am I doing maths? Why am I doing fractions? What will I ever do with fractions? You know, I still don't do know what we do. do <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but depending which, which, which journey you take um, in life and, you know, in terms of your career, those principles, those values, those 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 things that you learned back then, they they mm. stick with you. They live with you yeah. for all eternity, and they transform you and they make you a better person. Mm. And uh, and I was grateful to to be able to just kind of now we like friends, we like we buddies, and we chat now and again, and we're like, hey, and how's those guys that we went up and grew up, and we were chatting about some other guy we grew up with. Mm. He's still got his he's got full gold in his mouth. I don't want to mention his name and all of that. <laughs> and it's like. You know, we, we we talk about people and wh who they were back then and how and and what they've yeah. become now. And I think a lot of the times people don't realize that uh, you know you people that you meet along the journey, you you impact them, you mm. add something to them, and mm. uh, you can either add something positive or something negative, and that's entirely all up to you. You know, uh, we, sure. we sort of live like little small footprints and fingerprints of ourselves in in, in people that we come in contact with. We, inf yeah. we influence each other another. now let, yeah. let's influence people who, who watch this podcast i mean lloyd and i know each other for over 10 years that's a very that's yeah. a very long time man that's we a, share the same birthday, birthday. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll never forget we, we i saw you at a gig at at one of the macros over dear only my birthday is the same as you <laughs> yeah i remember do you, uh, but, do you remember when yeah. you invited me to your birthday once um 
at a club in Devon. You were DJing something in a club? Yeah, I was DJing at my birthday. Can you believe that? Can you but believe Lloyd, <laughs> But Lloyd came to perform. And you gave me a shout-out, and I gave you a shout-out. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was memories. Uh, Lloyd, the reason why I want to touch on this, I think this is very important that we go there. Um, when you... Okay, I, I personally don't believe in music shows being the end-all and being-all of finding your talent. I believe that there's... If there's talent out there and if you never really win a competition like Idols, you still can can reach for the stars. Yeah. You are a prime example of that. I mean, uh, I still tell you over and over, we're not going to mention your, your co-partner there at the time, but I'm saying, I think that you still won Idols even though you didn't really get the title. People remembered you far more. How or what do you think was the key to your success after Idols? Sure. Uh, Dion, there's a, there's a lot of things. Uh, if I can mention the top three. Yes. No particular um, order. Yeah, no particular. Okay. The right. first one would be, um, I feel like having to, to fail, mm. being a runner-up, motivated me. Uh, there's something about having to invest yourself into something and have sacrificed so much and you move from one point to the other and and you've literally i mean i left durban i left, I'm, 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 I left my wife my, we just had one child at that time for three months I, left, I quit my job you know all of this in pursuit of this dream and then you start from being th amongst thousands to becoming hundreds and then you become top 30 and then you make it into top 16 then you see yourself getting closer and closer to your dream and then as you're about to reach for your dream and feel like you're about to snatch it, um, you, 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 you sort of, you become a runner up, which is not what you want. That broke me. It made me feel like I wasn't good enough, but it also gave me the greatest motivation. So failure is not always the worst thing that can happen to you. Sometimes it's the greatest thing that can happen to you. Sometimes it gives you that stepping stone to just push you and motivate mm. you to that next level. And that's, that's the one thing that happened to me. That's the one aspect where I needed to change my mind. I needed to tell myself that, hey, I'm not gonna fail my fans. I'm not gonna fail mm. my family. I'm not gonna give up on all those people that spend thousands of rands. Weekends, they got together, they had these voting camps, people from all over KZN, and people from all over South Africa who came behind me, supported me, people that I knew, people I did not even know. Even mm. up till this stage, they're still behind me to support. I didn't want to disappoint those people. And I felt like I needed to just dust myself up, get up, and give it everything that I got. So I literally took everything that I had, and I invested it, and I focused my energy into this dream that I always wanted. And that's the first thing. It's just sort of that level of determination, that, that level of, like, I'm not going to give up on my dreams. I'm not mm. going to give up on my, uh, on my passion. And then the second thing I would say was... Um, when, 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 when you align yourself with the right people, relationship, I feel like nobody ever makes it in life on their own. If you meet somebody and they told you, I've gotten to where I am on my own, man, I don't believe that. Mm. I feel that's pride. I feel that's ego. Mm. It doesn't matter how great you are. You can even be the president. You can even be, you name it. Mm. Uh, you know, no one ever possesses greatness and makes it to a place of success all on their own. Um, there's always people that come in along the way, along the journey, who influence you, who impact you, who shapes you, 
who pushes you and who, who holds you and you support you and allow you to become that. And in my life, I surrounded myself with a lot of positive people. Mm. I surrounded myself with, 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 with the right people. Um, you know, just to mention a few, I think uh, 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 meeting Crichton, uh, meeting Lois Obala, um, um, meeting people like even 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 the, the the community and the church that I came from, Eagles Community uh, Fellowship Church, those people they, they were very instrumental as well. You know, it, it, it's just it's an endless list of people who literally came around me and they told me that don't give up, you can do this, and you got a great future. We see something in you that mm. you don't see in yourself. Yeah, and uh, so it's all about relationship. Who are you associating yourself with? Who do you spend your time with? Um, mm. When you do have spare time, what are you drawing from? What are you listening to? What's that voice of positivity? There's a friend from Pennsylvania. His name is Vish. That guy did a lot for me, man. I, I when I was um, there was points where um, Randall used to say stuff to me every single week. There was something that he would say that would just crush my spirit and crush my mind mm. and make me feel like, oh man, why am I even doing this? I should just give up, you know. And he came around me and, uh, and he told me stuff about just positive mind and having to see something good in every situation and mm. speaking positively, standing in front of a mirror. For the first time I remember, um, he told me to do that. He taught me to do that. Stand in the mirror, say something positive to yourself in the mirror. Say something whenever you're feeling down. Speak to yourself. Say, I'm a, I can do this. I can, you know, whenever yeah. I had to learn a song that I had no idea that I could potentially do or found myself in a situation where I had to do something while I was in a competition that I never thought that I'll be able to do. Because every week you end up doing things that you never thought that you could do. You're suddenly exposed to wearing makeup, to dressing a certain way that you don't normally mm. dress, and uh, doing interviews and radios and all that kind of stuff. stuff that you don't do that. You don't yeah. look like that, you know? So your mind literally goes onto a change. You're like you're fighting with yourself, and you're transforming, and you're becoming someone that's different. Mm. And in that battle, a lot of... A lot of people who come out of the con con competition, they, they come out and being completely different, either for the good or for the worse. Unfortunately, mm. I've seen a lot of people come out of that for the worse, where they think money is all, it, it, it's all about money. It's all about this fame. It's all about this popularity. I'm mm. all that, you know, mm. and, um, and they lose a sense of humility. And, I think and you know, you see there, I got to, I got to add to it. There's been many, many people like that who, some who some who even won idols. Yeah. <laughs> and you ask yourself, where are they now? Yeah. But you, for example, you did this ten years ago, beyond ten? Yes, it it's exactly it was ten ten. Yeah. And you are still relevant ten years later, which means you are blessed in what you're doing. Because you could have been forgotten away. I mean, these other guys were after you and we still yeah. don't hear from them. So yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, I, I don't think it's um, obviously there's things like making the right deals, mm. um, you know, the music aspect, making sure that you've got good music and all of that. But I think the, the, the real foundation is about you as a person. Mm. When you go out now that you've been invited to this gig, are you there on time? You mm. know, what values and principles do you have? You know, when you're communicating with a client and who's trying to book you. Um, manners, respect, you know, mm. um, making sure that you do things the right way. And I, I think I personally, I'm one of those people that honestly believe that um, people don't, people will forget your name, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Mm, 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 and I think for anybody that's watching and listening this, 
always remember this. And, and I want people to always remember me by those things and not just by my music. But mm. people will remember how you made them feel. When you meet someone for the first time, when you had that opportunity for the first time to go and do that gig and whatever opportunity you have, how did you make people feel? That's what mm. people will remember you by. They will forget your name. Yeah. How you make them feel that that, 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 that there's something that the connection that needs to happen. That's the key thing. That's the key thing. You got to be that guy that always go the extra mile. Be that guy that wants to be to impress people, impress, uh, impress your boss. Um, uh, you know, impress yourself as well. Look after yourself. Take care of yourself, and um, be deliberate about trying to do something good. Being, uh, being someone that's that 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 lives a life that's good. Open the door for somebody who's an elder, you know, open the door for another, for like a, a female, let them walk in first saying thank you. Simple mm. basic principles. I feel that people, the moment you have this fame come upon you, feel like you feel like people should be bowing down to you. You feel mm. like people need to be giving you a, a sense of respect and a sense of uh, like, you know, uh, demand, you know, mm. I, I can't explain it. But there's a, a mindset that comes with, with entitlement. Celebrity. With entitlement with celebrities, yeah. which I hate. I hate mm. that. I, 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 I personally feel like you lose a sense of humanity. And mm. I hate people calling me a celebrity because the moment they do that, they sort of create a wall between us. I am just Lloyd. I am mm. a human being just like you who's mm. had an, ex an, an opportunity to become something. And I've taken that opportunity, with, with, grabbed it with both hands, but it has never changed uh, who really I am and mm. I think the moment you change those values uh, and you change your sense of understanding where you come from respecting people working in excellence you change that you you you, you you're changing your life and um, I've, I've heard of people who are incredibly talented and um, and and they'll be like oh man this this guy he's like he's he's got the most amazing voice and everything but <laughs> outside of the platform of being on yeah. stage he's the meanest most rudest person and because of that they will never book you again you know <laughs> just like um people feel like they'll never want to associate themselves again with those kind of things so it's 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 that it's exactly that just trying to <laughs> to be be better be good and be you know, deliberate and improve yourself I, I i'll never forget um i've experienced this with south african musicians yeah. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Durban Day 2017 or 20. I can't remember which one it was. It was the one where AKA was there, and um, yeah. I'll never, I'll never forget this for as long as I live. It was the most. I mean, I've emceed international artists, and they've never done this, but I've seen this locally, which is something bizarre. And there was a team of people that were about to introduce him to go on stage, and um, he didn't wait for the for the MC to announced them to go on stage he just went he says wait i'm going my way but obviously the mics weren't ready and the technical guys oh he's going he's going he's going on he's going on yeah. the mics on. i was like what? <laughs> i've never seen that before i'm like uh so i think you you you've shown that you are a humble human being in every way but there's more beyond that obviously your spiritual walk with god i think yeah. this is a very important part of uh, we sharing today and i think that we both um have spiritual beliefs that have actually helped us grow to where we are today. Uh, I can I can vouch for that. I mean, if I was when I was 18, I had to decide whether to not have a life, 
I we didn't have much. Um, I had to take care of my parents at the age, but I had to stop studying medical sciences and get into anything. Uh, my faith was tested at that age. Um, even though I was from a Christian home, I, uh, your faith is never tested only when a tribulation hits. And that's yeah. how you react. How am I now going to deal with this? Am I going to trust God or am I going to do it my way? Yeah. Uh, I'm grateful that God helped me through that. And I think you have a similar pattern here because your life is also a testimony of that. Is yeah. that point number three? Yeah, that's definitely point number three. <laughs> I mean, like we said, it's not in any particular order. I mean, that would have been yeah. point number one if, if I were to sort of say the ultimate yeah. thing would be, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for God. And I, I want to share this very quickly. Um, I remember... Okay, so for many years, people always told me, Lord, go and enter idols, go and enter idols, go and do this thing, you know? And um, I was like, nah, nah, this is not for me. I'm not ready for it. The day when I finally made a decision to actually go and enter idols, um, I remember going down on my knees and I prayed and I said, Lord, is this what you want me to do? Mm. Is, this, is this your will? Is this your purpose for me? If it is what you want me to do, then it's all or nothing. <laughs> If, if, if you don't want me to, to take this journey, cancel, cancel it like now already. But if, you, if this is what you come, I want you to take me all the way. I had mm. that discussion with him and I was very, very like exactly as I'm saying it. And I, and I spoke to God and I said, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, you take me all the way. If this is not what you want me to do, then let it end today on day one. You know, um, I don't know what, 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 what the future looks like, but I just want to trust you. Mm. And I just want to put all my faith in you. And, uh, and God took me all the way and he's, he's brought me this far and, and he will continue to take me even further than where I am because I continue to trust him. And one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 3, 5 is um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. And in everything you do, acknowledge mm. the Lord and he will direct your path. And, um, and I have continued to see God just come through for me in the most incredible, the most miraculous, the most supernatural way. Every time that I've, I've chosen to trust him and rather than trust my, my talent, rather than trust yeah. my gift and trust the people around me, whenever I've chosen him, he's always proven himself times and times again to be faithful, to be, um, to be consistent in his love and his care and his provision over my life. And I would not be here. I would not be alive. I would not be the person that I am, had it not been for, uh, for that foundation as well that, I, that was laid on me when I, when, I, when I did get saved and get involved with church and mm. singing at church and singing, uh, going to worship team meetings and learning all these, these, these values that I have now. I learned them, I learned them from the house of God. Yeah. Uh, I learned this from school. <laughs> Neither did I learn it from home. Um, my, from home, I mean, I learned different things, but I did not come from a, a very... Christian family where they pray together and all that kind of, I never had all of that. So mm. I learned it from church and then the rest of it, I, I just kind of like, I just trusted God and building this relationship with God, the Father and God, the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit shall teach you all things. That's what the Bible says. God just mm. revealed himself to me and he made me a better person. He turned me into someone that I never thought that I would potentially be. Even for and, right, and, all the simple yeah. things about how I speak, how I, yes. I deal and, and treat people, I, I just... I learned it from, from, from God and just reading my Bible. And uh, that's definitely my third point. I think it's one of those, those things. If you want to come out from that competition and you want to become someone or something, 
um, you, you, yeah, you gotta have your your feet planted in the right place. And um, mm. I'm glad that I, my mind is, is is planted in in a heavenly God who's um, who's who's been caring and, and loving and faithful all mm. the way, and He has never stopped. He's always been that way, and He is, and He will forever be that way. You know. Yeah. So, uh, sure. That, Lord, you know, Lloyd. Before, before we forget, it's important that we talk about this, right? Because we haven't really touched it at the start of the podcast, but it's important yeah. that we talk about it now because you're speaking about at church. Many people don't know this, but you convene praise and worship at church. Yeah. When did that start or how did that come about? Because there was one thing we were supposed to touch on this at the start of the podcast, but yeah. we somehow went away. But now we're back there before I forget to ask. Hey, you. Uh, Dion, I, I, I never thought that I would sing at church, honestly. Um, I just love music and I just I just love worshiping God when I got saved. I, I just loved worshiping. Um, mm-hmm. mu- music was the thing that really kind of uh, resonated with me and sort of connected me with God, like and helped me to become Christ-centered. You know, it's just mm. music. Music speaks to me, uh, just the emotions and that I went through. And then I started writing as well and I started writing songs and started learning how to play the guitar, all at church, learning how to play the piano, all I was at church. Mm. Um, mm. And to go up there on, 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 and, and start singing in front of everybody, they people saw something in me that I didn't see, and they gave me the opportunity. No one judged you? No, yeah. And they said, come on, why don't you come and sing for us? Come and, mm. you know, we, we, we see something in you, because they, I would just sing out my heart. Mm. And I never knew whether what I was singing was appropriate or good enough, but I got given the opportunity while we were still, uh, when I just got saved, we were in, in a primary school. We were in a multi-purpose room class, in a classroom, and we were having church in a classroom with a tamarind. There's no proper equipment. And we just we just sang. And they said, mm. here's a mic, sing. And I just went with that. From there, as, as I grew, you know, in my Christian walk, uh, I learned more songs. And um, I got given more opportunities to, to, to lead more and to sing more. And Sorry, uh, Lord, this, is, this is before Idols, though, hey? This is before Idols. Okay. This is before Okay. And even after Idols, you know, I could have just said, hey, goodbye to all of that. I am a celebrity now. <laughs> Why should I go to church? Why should I go and sing and do all of that? I'm not even yeah. going to get paid for that. Why should I even yeah. do it? And uh, I said, no, I'm not going to have that mindset. Uh, yeah. I, I continue to do that. I went back and I got back. Well, obviously, we moved to Joburg, you know, um, and then we ended up becoming part of Rivers Church, which has mm. been an, an incredible church and a home for me. And it has changed not just my life, but my family. And um, I, I, I got I had to, even though they knew who I was, they didn't just kind of like, hey, Lloyd, come, let's get you to sing. I had to I had to serve. I had to work from the ground. I had to become part of a choir. Um, I had to I had to uh, do the little things uh, behind the scenes and uh, and and be like everybody else. And I wanted to deliberately go through that back that route and and uh, instead of just kind of like I've got it all, guys. I know it all. Let me mm. just sing. I don't want to be that guy. So um, and they respected me and I respected them and they gave me that opportunity to. To sort of work from there, and 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 I and I feel like it, it it helped me as well. It grew me. It it allowed me to become part of the family. It allowed me to to become like everybody else and gain and gain my respect and earn my mm. respect and my trust 
from my pastor so that I can be able to now have the opportunity of leading. Now, I'm, um, I'm, I, I'm one of the worship leaders and I sing every weekend and I lead every weekend and I have great responsibility. I have people under me I'm, um, and, uh, and so forth and responsibility. And I love that. But it didn't just happen overnight and just kind of like jump into that uh, platform. You know, I had to work from the bottom to the top. And, um, and I think that itself just sort of uh, helped me to become who I am and continue to just co- sort of make me more and more humble. And I love doing that. You know, I don't want recognition for having to do those, to lead people into worship, because for me, it's a calling and um, I do it and I do it unto the Lord. Um, And I want to, it it, it means more to me than the songs that you hear on radio, um, Mm. because it's, it's, it's an opportunity where every weekend I get to touch people's lives and I get to help people. I get to inspire people through this gift that's been given to me. And I feel like it's that one opportunity where I get to give back Yes. To, um, f- for all the things that people have done in my life, you know, for all the sacrifices and the investment that other people have made into my life to being who mm. I am, where I am and with my family as well. So I feel like it's, it's one thing that, that that's the closest to me, you know, and mm. uh, it's my calling. It's my purpose. It gives me, it gives me a sense of uh, I'm, I'm doing something and I'm living for, for, for his glory. And uh, I cannot explain what that feels like, but it's it's the greatest feeling on earth. It's better than singing in front of uh, Jacob Zuma or um, <laughs> in front of the whatever you know. Just yeah. I, I've had incredible opportunities. I, I remember even singing for Nelson Mandela when um, when he passed away. I was one of the people that that sang in, on his memorial, and I sang my song Tando. And that was quite an emotional experience, and mm. it's probably been one of my greatest highlights in, in my career. However, that it's that is still not more valuable and more important than my opportunity that I have every single weekend of being in the platform at Rivers and leading people to worship. That for me is my greatest honor and my greatest privilege in life. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, so so if you wonder what what, what the Lord is talking about. You go to Rivers Santon and I go to Rivers Durban North. We still part of the yeah. same family. So yeah. I get to see it in praise and worship every Sunday with Rivers Online. Yeah. Uh, uh, just in closing, Lloyd, I know our conversation has just went on and we've touched on so many elements. Yeah. I want to talk about, just this in closing for you, um, where do you see yourself? I, I won't say a year because we don't know. I think lockdown will still be with us. Uh, but from a career perspective, I mean, you've shaped your your Christian faith in your, in, it kind of like amalgamated with your music. Yeah. But do you feel there's more that's that's going to be done there? Or are you, because I know you still made radio hits last year that were still played on the radio. Are you still keeping the balance? Or do you feel eventually one day you'll have to choose one? Uh, at the moment, I'm keeping the balance, but one day I will have to choose one. So let's be realistic. Mm. And, be, and um, there is going to be a point, and I say this and it makes me quite emotional because mm. it, it, is, it is quite deep. But one mm. day I will have to say no to, um, um, to Lloyd that people know as in terms of releasing music on radio and that kind of stuff and, and focus mm. 100% on um, my ministry and my calling mm. because that for me is, is what matters the most. Mm. And I know that um, 
in God's timing um, in the right season, um, the door will eventually close. And um, But beside that, I think having to impact and influence people is not something that you wait until it happens. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I'm already doing that. And, and, and that for me is the most important thing. Um, and I, I don't want to rush into anything, you know, um, but who knows what the future looks like in my involvement, but I'm not chasing anything and I'm not someone who's chasing a platform of any sort. I've had mm. um, so many great opportunities and so many platforms. So I have no desire uh, to sort of be seen and sort of have something incredible, you know, in terms of, of, of that. Um, I just want to be able to help people and invest in people's lives and be impactful in that. What mm. that looks like, only God knows, to be honest, what that looks like five years from now. And if he tells me, Lloyd, you need to now close that door and focus entirely on my calling and what I've destined for you to do. And uh, and I will I will obey. And uh, as, as hard as it will be, but I will, I will eventually, I will obey and I will have to just trust him along the way. Um, mm. But... I, I I feel right now that my music is doing a lot of impact. And uh, there's a song that I wrote called Longe Utanda, which is a song about love. And, and what inspired me about the song is I thought about all those people that are in a relationship with people that they can't see. And they, they can only see them like this, Skype, mm. Zoom, whatever, mm. uh, you know, during lockdown. And I wrote the song during lockdown, and I felt like <clears throat> how tough it must be for those people to not be in contact with pe- with somebody that you your soulmate, yeah. mm. people that you love so dearly. So I, I think God has a, a way of having to um, impact and use you. As long as you are in a place where you say, Lord, I'm available, God will use you. Um, yes. It's not about having to, 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 to sort of, hey, close this and open that. I think he, if he wants to do something, God will just use it. He doesn't, he's not driven by man. He, he's God. Yeah. So uh, I just want to become available, man, and just continue to, to to help as many people as I can. And I want to be remembered not by my music, not by somebody who came out from idols, was a runner-up and what so forth. I don't want to be remembered by that, but I want to be remembered by how I made people feel and the impact in the lives that I was able to change along the way. And um, that's that's what I want to be remembered by. And I want my children to remember me uh, I was a good dad and I was a loyal father uh, and I was a faithful husband to my wife. I was able to impact and help, you know, uh, as many people as I can, you know, along the journey. That that for me is what matters the most. I think um, it's legacy, man. Legacy is all about that. And it's not about how much of fortune you've left behind. Yes. How many houses and how many cars. <clears throat> yes. Um, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> Are you saying something? <laughs> no, you know, it just, it, it pisses me off when I see people taking pictures of all the things that they have for the sake of showing people yeah. what they have. It, I don't get it, you know. Right. <laughs> just, Truly. Such a shallow mindset. mindset. And, uh, and people, uh, are, people on Instagram are very status driven. And yeah. it's, it, I'll give you an example. I test cars for a living, right? Well, we it's, were doing it's, it's different. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm telling yeah. you something funny. This is yeah. Instagram for you. If I post a BMW, you get a lot of likes. If you yeah. post a Mercedes, you get a lot of likes. If yeah. You post an Audi, a lot of likes. You post a Toyota, mm, yeah, not yeah. the same, not the same. Yeah. It's like people, people are fickle. People want, people yeah. only want to see the creme de la creme. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, 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 look, yeah. I mean, you know, if 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 it's your profession, let's just say, 
Yeah. Um, if it's your profession, it's your, your business, your form of income, your marketing, cars, whatever, and that's <laughs> a part of that's a completely different thing. Yeah. But if you're a celebrity, I'm just saying, yes. um, even people who are not celebrities these days on social media. Even with the bags, they're pulling the airport. <laughs> I'm like, why I do that? Louis like, Vuitton bag. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I, you know, for me, social media, uh, we are in a different conversation altogether, man. We can go on forever. But social yeah. media, for me, um, it's, for me, it's about, firstly, it's about, obviously, it's my, about my family. I feel that's mm. what it's about. And secondly, um, it's, it's an opportunity to help people. Mm. That's what I look at. And I know I don't have a lot of people who follow me because I'm, people, for some reason, are not attracted to people who are positive. <laughs> Yes, you know, like, I agree. I agree. Weird. You know, if you do nasty and bad things, then people follow you. Like you have a whole bunch of people. You it's talk, like if you troll somebody on Twitter, you are you yeah. followers. You got followers. Yeah. 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 You know, and and I, for us, it's a completely different uh, 